Welcome back to the second day in a row that we're doing a podcast, which is probably I think it was probably no not third. There it's two out of two out of three. Two out of three. Two out of three. That's still yeah. probably a record. Yeah, it's pretty good for us. It's pretty good for us. Uh, this was probably one of the most frustrating nights this year. I think the most frustrating night this year. Uh, I, mean, I, would, I would agree with that. The yeah. only thing that really comes close is the Thunder game from a few weeks ago, but the Thunder are not even a bad team. No, they're not terrible. The Magic team sucks. They suck. They're terrible. They're, terrible. they're slow. They can't score. They're just big. Their and... starting point guard is Michael Carter-Williams. Do you even know who, like, Gary Clark is? Yeah. Like, <sighs> All right. Well, let's get into this. We're going to do 20 Jesus minutes on Christ. the recap. It's just going to be a game recap. We're not going to talk about anything else. Yeah. And maybe we'll look to the Timberwolves game that we have to yeah. wait, like, four days for now. And we have to think about this shitty game for four days. We'll start with one of the few bright spots. I mean, bright spots. I guess you could <laughs> say R.J. Barrett was all right. Randall, Randall, and RJ Barrett. Yeah. They were they were the only productive players. And Peyton actually was actually Peyton actually productive. played a good game. Yeah. So let's yeah. start with RJ. He was five for eleven, one for three from downtown, four for five from the field, seven rebounds, uh, but three turnovers. And he yeah. was he aside from Kevin Knox, who played crunch time minutes. Wait, not crunch time garbage minutes. Garbage minutes. Garbage time minutes. Uh, he had the second. Actually, no. Sorry. So the starters were actually only minus like one, two, and three. And no, the they weren't minus terrible, uh, actually. Yeah. But then I you mean, get Randall to Derrick Rose, who was minus one. 50, Obi Toppin, who was minus 17. And this is this is not something you see very often. Emmanuel quickly with a minus 19. Yeah. Probably the starters weren't bad. Like usually, year. usually as we all know, it's the, usually the bench unit who comes in and saves the starter's ass yeah. and goes on a no, run. I, but that wasn't the case tonight. The starters weren't bad. They were... They were inconsistent, I'd say. Like, I think they got off to a really good start, um, but then were pretty weak. Um, like, they got us down, I'd say, in the third quarter. Like, they had a good they, – they were solid in the first half. Bench was bad all game, but the starters were really bad in the third quarter, and then the bench, I think, was even worse in the third quarter. Aside from um, just box score numbers, what were some things that you saw until you turned it off when there was, like, four minutes left in the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I just saw a team that, like, one, could not make a shot. Um, and honestly, in, in the league, when teams don't make shots, their offense just gets even worse because guys get desperate to make shots and guys make bad decisions and guys take shitty shots, you know, and that's exactly what happened tonight. I think you saw a lot of forces, even at the end of the game from Randall, who got up to a great start offensively and was in his zone and then kind of toward the end of the game was forcing a little bit. You also saw that from Rose. You saw that a lot from Rose. Saw that a little bit from quickly too. And I think you had a lot of guys tonight that got very anxious with the ball in their hands and were, you know, throwing up a lot of bad shots and, and not making winning plays, not making the right passes as well. Burks also had a weird bad game aside yeah. from those two threes. The game ended about like ten minutes ago, but I already can tell what the Tibbs press conference at the end of the game is gonna look like. He'll say the same thing he said against the Thunder game, which is true. When you go on a winning streak, which we did it before the Thunder game, I think it was three games also. Yeah, you know these young teams start thinking that they're the shit a little bit, and they get a little complacent, right? We 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 didn't show we didn't show any urgency once the first quarter ended, or once we went on a little run in the first. We won the first quarter, and I and I was like, like we're gonna win. (laughs) Ever since you texted me, we're making money tonight. (laughs) Everything went downhill. I told you to shut up right after you texted that, and everything went downhill. Okay, I don't know if it's on me. I don't know if it's on me. I think I I embody the um. 
the mentality of this young team, which was pretty, it was pretty evident. Yeah. Like they, they looked lazy. They looked like they expected to win. Right. And, and against, you know, obviously being one of the youngest teams in the NBA, things can fall apart really quickly. Uh, we'll take some bad shots and start forcing, like you said, and the thing, the game will just get out of hand immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a so. Some non-factors tonight was Obi Toppin. He hit one three in the in, the, in garbage minutes. He didn't play that. Uh, he, he only played eleven minutes played, and forty-five seconds. Yeah, Bullock yeah. played thirty-three minutes and he was a non-factor. Although he was only a minus three, but because he was just with the starters the whole time, he didn't. He only took two shots. He hit only took two and shots, he hit like yeah. one. I think it was like a floater or mid-range. Yeah, he, he just he ran around for. He got his cardio in. Yeah, he ran around for thirty-three minutes. Two shots. Three assists, three boards. Just, just did some running. He got some good running in. I thought that Nerlens Noel, although Vucevic didn't have a huge game, I don't think Nerlens Noel did a he good job. He was bad. Tonight. I didn't think Nerlens played well. Yeah, Nerlens did not. And play obviously, well. you can see like where we were missing Mitch. They got some easy shots at the rim at, from times and rebounding. Mm-hmm. They got some. I mean, a lot of them were just lucky, like offense or yeah. long offensive rebounds. But still, like with Mitch's length and his athleticism, you expect him to grab some of those just straight off the rim. And with yeah. Nerlens, you don't. You don't really see that as much. Peyton, we we you and I give a lot solid. of Peyton slander, yeah, but he solid. he, he was, was solid probably our third best player out there tonight behind Randall and <coughs> excuse me, Randall and RJ. And I know I know Quick didn't shoot well, but it, it's and I, and I honestly like feel for Peyton on this. It's like Tibbs just clearly isn't comfortable playing him down the stretch because of the lack of shooting. You know, like I think he it's pretty clear that like Tibbs went the lineup that Tibbs went with in the fourth quarter today and even even the last few games too is like he's prioritizing shooting. Like that's the reason Barrett's on the bench, that's the reason, you know, Payton's on the bench is because he's he's clearly going with shooting. Right. And the, our shooters didn't hit shots tonight. Like that's what, and that's like, what the difference is. I was yelling at the was. TV, I was like well, the worst co- I'll get into this first. The worst coaching decision tonight that infuriated you and I was RJ Barrett coming in the game with just over 3 minutes left down to 15. Yeah, the game was over. The game was over when RJ came back. And yeah, look, RJ's not going to come in. He's not going to hit three-pointers. But when the threes aren't falling, like he'll get to the rim and he'll like yeah. try to get an and one or get to the line and try to get something to go in the rim when nothing else mm-hmm. was working. And I was pissed off. I thought he should have come in when all the other starters came in. Like well, when Randall came in, and uh, yeah. I thought that yeah. pissed me off. I think that was a terrible coaching decision on his part. We saw this game coming. We had to have seen it coming, right? Maybe not. No, it just did. sucks that it came against a shitty Eastern Conference team, right? Like you yeah, kind of you wish you wish the Emmanuel quickly one for twelve game came against the Clippers, right, or something like that, or. Yeah, right. Games we're gonna lose. You know, I think you need you need to take these. And I I, I was just gonna say to your earlier point about RJ. I think what's frustrated me about this coaching staff's handling of Barrett is they seem to just not put him in the best positions to 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 be great. And I guess that's something I talked about with Obi on on the last podcast. But RJ is best when he's surrounded by shooting. You know, mm-hmm. and we saw that. I think that was on full display the other night against the. Um, who do we play? The Hawks um, on on Monday night, and I think it's important to not take RJ off the floor, you know, when you put shooting in, but like like leave him in and let him do what he does best, which is get to the basket. He's a great passer. Let him pass. Super out the underrated shooters. passer, by the way. When when, and, when he has yeah, the ball in his hand, for a twenty year old kid, 
it's pretty impressive how many good things happen versus bad, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I have a f- I think yeah. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I just I I just think we have to do a better job. Like I just think we do everything possible to highlight his weaknesses and minimize his strengths by like putting him in these clogged ass lineups where there's no spacing and he like, honestly just like and, and not playing him when he when he should be. Playing. You put in so RJ when you've got quickly in when you've got Burks even though he was pretty bad tonight. Yeah. When you've got these guys who, you know, can shoot around him and he'll make things happen. I have a fresh Tibbs quote that I want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have our normal awareness. Uh, he said the game started to get away in the second quarter, but also didn't like how they traded baskets to start the game. Tibbs says tonight's issue wasn't their preparation, but a failure to make adjustments over the course of the game. Sounds like his failure to make adjustments, not their failure. It sounds like his failure. Well, I think Tibbs didn't do a good job tonight, but I also think it's not all, it's not all his fault because yeah, no I, one really – I mean, aside from Randall, who who got his 25 and 7 and 3 uh, on, you know, 58%, which is good. Yeah. No one was really hitting shots. RJ had five field goals like we mentioned. What – aside from hitting shots – what were some of the adjustments that you would have liked to see us make over the course of the game? Because, you know, we were up, we had a lead in the first, then it was kind of back and forth. We were tied. We were started losing a little bit. Terrence Ross started feeling himself a little bit. Then the fourth quarter, which in the second, th- third quarter, excuse me, we just completely collapsed. I think, no, I honestly think we should have worried more about him. I think that, I, I mean, we, I think Burks guarded him for most of the the second half. And I think that was kind of, a rough decision like he was just getting anything he wanted and it, you could tell we were anxious when he had the ball in his hands and we didn't have a, a, a great plan because honestly like terrence ross is one of those rare guys in the nba that on any given night can just go for 45 feels like it's like, always he, if he us. wants to no i feel like every time i watch him and he gets the ball in his hands i'm just like fuck fuck fuck, fuck, fuck yeah fuck. like that's literally him and I think that was a problem because he he killed us. He, he prevented any chance we had of making a run. Right, because we we started like we hard. started. It was the fourth yeah. quarter. We started. It looked like you know we were we couldn't score. Derrick Rose was forcing some shots and we couldn't score. But then he got fouled on the three. Then he hit a three, mm-hmm. and that really got him going. And then it, I knew it was over at that point. He dropped thirty. He was a plus twenty two, which was their team high. Jeez. And uh, he was ten for sixteen from the field and five for six from downtown. I mean, yeah, he has a 50-point. I think he scored 15 a game before. Well, like, just, and, you know, you yeah. look at the rest of their guys. You know, Dwayne Bacon had 15 on 6 for 8. Gary Clark was 3 for 8. Vucevic was 8 for 24. Carter Williams yeah. was 2 for 8. Fournier was 8 for 15. He but played all right. You should win that game. You uh, should win that game. If Vuce goes 8 for 24, you beat the Magic regardless. I don't care who else right. plays well. I don't, you know. I mean, they're missing everyone, right? And this is a team we want to compete with. You know, in, in the East. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs because we want to be they've in. got so many guys injured and they got screwed. So, yeah, this is just a game that we to win. get back to 500, we've got some easy ones coming up. We're on our three-game winning streak. you got to just keep riding the momentum and can't get complacent. I agree. I agree. I think it, it was frustrating. And, 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 and as far as other adjustments, to be fair, like I understand the position that Tibbs was in. Um, interesting. Um no, I think the the thing is, sorry, I just got a got a quote from Macri that he said. That I just Tibbs saw that. said, "Yeah, interesting moment from Tibbs in the post game when asked about RJ's minutes. Said he was trying to find a spark between the team when they were down. 
seems like he feels Burks quickly are better suited to bring them back from a deficit than RJ. See, I don't, I don't um, agree with that. Maybe quickly, but Burks hasn't shown much recently at all. Burks has been bad for a while now. I think uh, not bad, but not great. Um, I, I, I do agree with. I know what he's thinking. Like, I think Burks has more of like a microwave tendency, and, mm-hmm. and obviously quickly does as well than rj does right like rj's not gonna necessarily like come in and take over right he, come in and yeah he doesn't really have that like he's he's gonna guy who's gonna score his points over the course of the game you know not gonna really score in bunches like burks can but at the same time why don't you play him next to burks you know like i that having burks and quickly in doesn't prevent you from playing rj I think that's the frustrating part about right. it. I and think he just likes was, Bullock more. I know, I know Bullock is great defensively, but when he's not getting any shots and RJ could clearly get to the rim and make things happen as he was doing pretty much the whole game, you yeah. put you put you put that backcourt of Emmanuel, Alec, and Rowan Alexander Barrett. Well, I think Rowan is perfectly suited to play next to the the duo of uh, quickly and Burks. I think yeah, that works. You got two shooters in this floor space. I look, that, that, it's all in the past. So, but that was just a frustrating thing. Derek Rose. Let's talk about him. He was one for 10 for the night. Mm-hmm. This was his worst game as a Nick by far. Uh, yeah, by far. He was coming off a three for nine game, but he still did good things out there against the Hawks. Like he still led. That no, run. I thought he, he, he was on the floor when we made a run, you know, right. I think like and he was yeah, again, facilitating well yeah. and he just didn't, he was just forcing tonight. He did. He seemed off. He airballed a three. He wasn't hitting the usual floaters or really getting the opportunities, the open looks that he usually gets, which no, he didn't, he didn't really get to the rim. Like he, he, he usually does. He missed a couple of layups too. I feel like, yeah, it just looked like he was pressing a bit, but also that like would be the way I describe it. I know we're we've we've done a little Tibbs hate this game, but would you, say say you had Elford in the game at the end instead of quickly. Now that I kind of think about it, I don't know what you can do with your Tibbs. You know, I think he he tried to make the adjustments that he tried to make. Is I it think, like you know, the you know, this is what we've been telling him to do, like not play he, Peyton down the yeah, stretch. Exactly, and, exactly. He made adjustments. Like he changed. He went with a different team. He went with more shooting. Guys just sucked. We just like, you know, like it's not like. Night. No one played well. And I don't think we would have come back if we had kept Peyton in because I think, I mean, obviously, you, you kind of need shooting to come back and you need that spacing. You know, um, and they, they were 47. They hit 16 threes, 47%. We hit seven at 26%. That's just not going to get the job done. It's just not, yeah, every single night. That, that, it's a make-miss league, honestly. And, and we just did not make shots tonight. And I'll say it again. That's I'll sound like it. a broken record, but this is just, it sucks. Because this was the pro, like, I, there's not one other team. Maybe, you know, you mm-hmm. can make an argument for, like, Detroit or Minnesota that I would want to play to get back to 500 and increase the winning streak. More to than the Magic. More than yeah. the Magic. They, terrible. All I'd right. also say, I'd also add, I mean, we had 10 turnovers in the first half. I thought we had a really good opportunity to put away the game in the first half and just have, build a 10 point, 10 point plus lead at halftime. And those turnovers in the first half really prevented that. Uh, yeah, and that's what you'll see with the young teams pretty often. Yep. Let's look forward to the Minnesota game on Sunday. Then we'll wrap it up. What are you looking to see from a bounce back perspective? We have a lot. We have we have nights off. Guys will be well rested, mm-hmm. and there's really no excuses to lose to a, a yeah. team that just lost D'Angelo Russell. Um, and there's just no excuses. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota honestly reminds me a lot of the Magic, 
I think because I think Vooch and um, Towns are like very comparable players. Um, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for that one. Now that you, the more that I think about it, they, they play a lot alike. And you also look at a guy like Malik Beasley, who's been awesome this year, who's kind of like a microwave for flamethrower, you know, three-point shooter, kind of similar to Terrence Ross. So I think it's, it's all about keeping that wing guy in check. And if we can keep Beasley in check, and even if Towns gets his, I think we have a very good shot to win that game. Not a very good shot. I think we will win that game. Um, I'm looking at they're up right now by nine on Indiana in the uh, in the third quarter. Oh man, Indiana! Indiana's falling. Apart. Yeah, they, we can take their spot. I mean, it'd be nice for them to lose tonight because just so we don't slip we in the rankings tonight, really, and they don't they don't get a further lead because yeah, exactly. they'll be they'll be we'll still be just be a game behind them. Uh, so, Noel versus Cat will probably be the thing we'll be looking at mostly. That, that is game. the thing I'm worried about. I'm a little bit but worried Luch about But wasn't great tonight, so that's kind of what's, what's holding that. And they're pretty pretty damn similar for. players aside from just Towns being a little bit more physical. Athletic, yeah. Athletic. Athletic, yeah. i say they have like similar. They're just offensive, like offensive, dynamic offensive centers. That's who they are. You know, and Towns can go out to three, and so can Gooch, and we better win that the game. Is better we better win that game. That's at home too. Yeah. You know? Like you got You got to take games like that at home. You can excuse a bad loss to a, a, you know, like a shitty team on the road every once in a while. Like I think Orlando is just kind of dead. Like it just feels dead in there when we watch that game. But I, I think we have, but to, at home have, against another bad team, try, have you have four days of rest. Yeah. Like you got to bounce back and win that game. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you want to say about the Knicks before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think, like, I'm just trying to tell myself to be patient with these guys. I think I jumped the gun a little bit um, after the Hawks game. I think I was just, I, I got caught up in the six seed thing and the schedule and, and, and everything. And I think this team's still learning. If there's, But they're on the right track. I'll end it with this. If there's one good thing to come out of this night, it's if this game happened, let's say, three weeks ago, or before this stretch where we, we closed out games yeah. against the Hawks, we would be yeah. nervous. We'd be like, ah, mm, this maybe not really be it. But we've seen a bad loss before. Yeah. You know, it's happened a couple times this season. And we've seen us bounce back and then take care yeah. of business against, you know, some solid teams. And we have some easy games uh, coming up. I mean, yeah. I, I, we have like I four straight so. home I, games. I hope that the uh, the recent three-game win streak wasn't a fluke. You know, I... I, 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 mean, I don't I guess, think it was because we've done this like three I, I mean, times I, I know, I know, I know. I, I think I'm, I'm... The only reason I'm worried it was is because we beat two absolutely awful teams without their best players and got a 44-piece from, from Julius and then got blown out by the Magic. You know, I think th- this team needs to beat the Magic. Like, they, they do. They need to beat the Magic without, without, like, four of their five best players. And I think before we can crown this team a playoff team or a playing team or anything like that. Like we have to beat the magic. And I mean, we're learning and, and you know, you gotta be patient, but I also have to remind myself that this team still has a lot, a long way to go. We've got Minnesota on Sunday. We got to win that one. We got the warriors at home on Tuesday. I wouldn't say we have to win that one, but we've got to, we've got to compete and show that we can be here. And then we got the Kings at home. Yeah, I know we've already beat them this year. Yeah. Sacramento. We already lost to Sacramento this year. We got to win those games. Um, I think we, we, we got to take care of business on Sunday. That's a start. And then, you know, one game at a time. 
You sound like a coach, one game at a time. I do sound like a coach, one game. Well, we, I have to take it one game at a time, too. I get too caught up in, like, <laughs> oh, my God, if we beat Minnesota, if we beat Golden State, if we beat, you know. This is what happens when you get excited. Exactly. It's problematic. All right. Well, thanks for listening. At Nick's Rewind Pod is the Twitter, and uh, we'll see you guys after the uh, Minnesota game. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.